Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Dive Into Diet with Lucas Schmidt. Lucas, how's it going, man? Good. How about yourself? I am excited about the lack of food in this episode. Yes, it's you know, so severely lacking. <laughs> well, guys, what we're diving into today is fasting, all mm. different forms. Yep. So, Lucas, I'll go ahead and start by asking, what is fasting? And then we'll go into a couple different uh, versions of it. Sure. Uh, fasting is generally uh, avoiding the intake of calories. So no calories, no caloric intake whatsoever. Okay. Um, so water doesn't count, right? Water doesn't have any calories to it. Absolutely drink water It's at all times. Um, minerals don't count either. Most minerals like magnesium, potassium, things like that. Electrolytes. Okay. Sodium, they, those generally don't stimulate a metabolic response. So, You know, I, I've never thought about this, but you just prompted it with what you said. Can you supplement during a fast? Is that is that uh, advised, or does that take you out of a fast? Um, if I were to do a pure fast, uh, the only supplements I would take would be essential electrolytes, so magnesium, potassium, chloride, sodium. Chloride comes with sodium, generally, so you don't have to, like, add chloride to your water <laughs> or anything like that. Uh, I would do that just to keep, because I exercise, and so electrolytes are very important for mus muscle function okay proper muscular function so i would probably if i were to exercise during a fast consume some electrolytes but i wouldn't take a lot of vitamins specifically since food helps in the absorption of the vitamins so Got certain it. vitamins if you take them like zinc things like that uh can cause an upset stomach if you have an empty empty stomach so right. um, i wouldn't advise taking vitamins also a lot of vitamins are have filler things like that that might stimulate a metabolic response so which was defeats the purpose of a fast um black coffee okay okay so there's purists out there that would say absolutely not but i would say it's probably okay it just depends you know if you're going to go nuts because you're deficient on caffeine for a day then probably safe to drink it black coffee doesn't really have much of a zero glycemic response and and I don't believe it has a heavy metabolic response either. So, well, I would I would do that for the people around me. Um, I would, yeah, I would have a right a, a cup or two. Right, so they live. <laughs> yeah, so they can live to see you after a fast. <laughs> so, so tell us why might somebody fast? Like, what is the purpose of it? Mm -hmm. uh, walk us through that process. Why would someone? Most people do it for weight loss. Okay, I would say is the number one reason. Um, those that aren't necessarily interested in weight loss, um, some people do it to enhance their productivity increase their focus and um some people do it for anti-aging purposes yeah so those would be probably the the main categories and to speed up their metabolism some people do that is so, there a reason like why is how does it happen you yeah know? because i i hear that i hear you know even you know dr rogers went on a, a 40 hour fast a couple of weeks ago wow he, he mentioned you know thinking more clearly having yeah. more energy how does that happen and why so it's a, I guess we could talk about first the types of fasts to lead into that question. This is a great question. Um, there's a couple types of fasting. There's what's called intermittent fasting. Um, actually, and then there's there's time-restricted eating. Okay. People confuse the two, actually. So some people might say, I'm intermittent fasting. I go 16 hours without food, 8 hours with food. That's more time-restricted eating because you could do that every single day, right? Intermittent means... Um, you you would generally, you know, this is sort of semantics here. So, you know, I'm not saying you're dumb because you've called, <laughs> I call, I've called it intermittent fasting and probably still will or because I'll forget. Um, but 
intermittent is more like you go three days eating normally and then you take a 24-hour fast and then you return to your normal eating and every couple days or every week or whatever interval you want to decide upon you take a longer fast so okay time restricted eating is in the fasting category i would put it in there because you are literally going without food for a good amount of time each day but those are sort of the that's a little difference between the two and then there's what you would call a long fast which is like 40 hours but like my father's done a seven day and you go seven oh. days with no caloric intake yeah oh. i know somebody else that's done that a friend of mine um some people go even longer so it just depends on what you're looking for and so you um asked about we talked about why so what happens is in a fast why would somebody feel more focused i think is what you asked yeah, about earlier yeah. why like, would yeah. why would after 40 hours the research is actually kind of new on fasting it's an old practice i mean it's in the bible you know it's in the quran it's in the bible these ancient texts have it written um so that people have been doing it for different reasons right. for thousands of years but the research the scientific research chemically what's going on is kind of new in fact 2016 is when somebody won a nobel prize for their research into fasting interesting uh, the name is um yoshinoro usumi i'm hopefully saying that correctly japanese scientist he researched autophagy so yep. so you're so dr rogers did a 40 hour he would have slipped into autophagy I say slipped into. It's a chemical process. Autophagy is, I believe, Greek for self-eating. Sounds really creepy when you, when you translate it. <laughs> I'm eating myself. But that's what you're doing um, in a healthy way. Uh, some of the studies suggest improved focus. Um, I'm, sure, I'm not 100% sure as to why. Part of it is when you have food in your stomach, you are diverting energy to deal with that food. Mm. Um, the hormones change when you don't keep in taking food. So when you, that's why some of the research suggests there's like a 15% increase in metabolic rate after you've been in a good fast. And it's a, it's based on a hormone change Okay. because your body is shifting for whatever reason, probably survival. It's going, I'm not getting food. I'm not getting food. I need to, I need to be stronger. I need to do something to get more food. So your body starts building up a stress response to make you more able to meet challenges. Interesting. So probably from our hunter-gatherer days, you know, because right. they, they'd kill an animal, eat everything in sight, fill up on food because we don't know when our next meal is, maybe a week from now, five days from now. So they go into a fast, and they go into autophagy for survival. So, so does that suggest that... During our eating periods, mm -hmm. if we're time-restricted eating or if we're intermittent fasting and during those days where we're eating, are we loading up? Are we having that same mentality of, okay, I'm trying to get as many calories in as I can because I, I know that I'm going to have to go into a, a period where uh, I'm going to be hunting for food, you yeah. know, for lack of a better term. That's a good question. I don't know. That's kind of an evolutionary question, I guess. Have we evolved to the point where because food isn't an assertion? We don't think about food for survival anymore. It's no. more pleasure and more, it's a necessity still, of course. Our stomach growls when we go, I need to eat, or, oh, my blood sugar's low, I need to eat. But generally, like, I'm going to die doesn't cross anybody's mind. Not, right. not in America, not in most of, you know, the third world it does, um, sadly, but not, not you or me. Right. So I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I think we store, too, we eat too much food, right. generally. And so someone might say, well, okay, 
is fasting, because there's actually some newer research that suggests fasting is kind of a fad, right? My counter to that would be, well, if it works, it works. It's, it's all about consistency. So like time-restricted eating, that's the easiest to do. Most people can get on board with it, right? Because you go, okay, I'm gonna sleep for eight hours. So I stop eating four hours before bed, and then I wait four hours in the morning to eat. There's 16 hours, that's not hard. Um, drink some water, drink some coffee. That Coffee's an appetite suppressant, that makes it even easier. So it's pretty attainable for anybody. And the reason I think it works, even if you scrap all the chemical hormonal reasons why fasting or time-restricted eating are effective, it's simple caloric restriction. Right. If my window of eating is small, I'm not gonna be hungry enough to eat too much, generally. Now, now I could now I could meet that challenge. I could I could eat a lot of calories in eight hours, but most people can't. Most people are busy; they're at work, so they eat at lunch, they eat at breakfast, and they eat dinner, and they're just not going to be hungry enough to cram in too many calories in a narrow eating window. So, even without any of the research, time restricted eating is an effective way to do portion control. Okay, and that's why it, I think the main reason why all these anecdotal I did fasting and now I'm I lost forty five pounds. I'm like, Great, and it could be a scientific chemical hormone reason, I'm not disputing it, but even without that, it's beneficial because what you've done is taught yourself portion control. And, it, and you're kind of building that into your day. Yeah, it's you a know, schedule, you're, it's, you're, and you're you don't even think in, about it. Yeah. yeah, it's just, oh, it's 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 noon, so I can eat now. Where I, and, and that's kind of what I like about it. Instead of like feeling like I have to hold back when I eat, right. It's, it's a built-in of, you know, you know you're not going to consume as many calories as if right. you would if you were eating, you know, every hour of the day that mm -hmm. you're awake, essentially. Well, and it's, it's typically, I think, the main culprit in unwanted calories is snacking. And people yeah. snack at night, and they yeah. snack in the morning in a hurry. Yeah. So if you know I'm not going to eat anything at, before bed or in the morning, you, most of the battle's already won. So it's, it's, not, it's pretty simple. Now, the other fasting, the intense fasting— if you're after athletic improvement, growth hormone, these like that, there's some research to suggest growth hormone is secreted in a fasted state. Again, survival response. That's my theory is survival response. Um, the, the Nobel Prize winner was specifically researching autophagy. So autophagy is when, when you, you need to be in a fasted state for roughly 24 hours to 48 to 72 hours before you really get into what's called deep autophagy. Mm -hmm. And... During this phase, the body uses up its glycogen storage quick, all the sugar that you've stored. And, and then it starts to go to fat, so you're going to lose some weight. Um, it also looks for what's called um, senescent cells. These are cells that are half alive or old, old and not as, as efficient as the newer cells. Cells that are dying or deformed, and most of our cells have a have a shelf life right like anything and, and they start to become less functional so you can have a buildup of cell senescence in the body too many half functioning and they sort of get in the way they start to get in the way yeah so what your body does is it goes around for fuel breaks them up and sucks out the energy from them to use for nutrients so the longest fun fact the longest fast on record was over a year <laughs> A gentleman in Scotland, you can look it up, I cannot remember his name, he went like 370 or 80 days, no food. He drank coffee and water, took some vitamins, of course. He did sip just enough 
juice to not stimulate too much of a response, but to uh, to not get sick on his vitamins. But the doctor's supervising it. He didn't break his fast. He lost, he was like 500 pounds, something crazy. And he lost, he was. He got down to 170 pounds. Wow. And he didn't have any loose skin. Really? He didn't have all that hanging. Yeah, because his body ate it. Creepy. <laughs> but cool, right? Uh, it's autophagy. So the body's like, oh, we don't need this. Gobble, gobble, gobble. We don't need that. So your body, when you start starving, is like, okay, we got to start finding. It's like a lifeboat. Who's not useful? Kick them out. Now, and I, I don't want to go too far in this direction sure, because sure. I know we need to wrap this up, but yeah. at what point do you lose muscle that way? That's the thing. You can start losing muscle probably within a few days. Okay, um, but so you're not if it's like a 24-hour fast. Probably not, especially if you exercise lightly. Um, you can probably spare some muscle. Okay. Um, I, don't know that the, I don't know that the muscle loss is going to be massive. Okay. Um, I, the longer the fast, though, the more risk you run. Sure. So it's sort of weigh your pros and cons. What are you after? Right, like I'm not gonna do. I'm trying to gain weight personally, muscle. So I don't. I'm not gonna do a seven day fast. Right, but I'm, you still I, might time restrict eating. Oh yeah, time restrict eating is not gonna cost me any muscle. It might give me more because growth hormone might might be okay. stimulated um, while you're sleeping. There is one fringe if you're doing. If people might become interested in research fasting, if you see the term dry fasting, I'm gonna say be skeptical of that. It's a trend, very fringe. It's sort of beyond the fringe of fasting, which is where you avoid food and water mm. for a long period. We're talking 24 to 48 hours. Wow. Um, if you're going to do that, you need to be medically supervised. Right. That's The reason people do it is some of the research suggests that there's even more autophagy that occurs and more growth hormones secreted. Um, and that makes sense. You're putting yourself in enormous stress. I just don't advocate for that, especially if you're a novice to fasting. You're not... You're not you're new to it. Um, that is sort of a caution. You can research it, and that's fine, but you definitely need to be medically supervised. I love water, and I love what it does, so <laughs> I'm going to drink it. <laughs> so you've mentioned autophagy quite mm -hmm. a bit today, and I know that's a huge anti-aging term. Yeah. Um, so autophagy. Autoch autophagy. Yeah. Autophagy. Um, how can the audience here, you know, I, I, I'm already a little intimidated by yeah, yeah. the 24 hours, the 72. What are some ways we can um, take advantage of autophagy yeah. and calorie restriction, those sort of things, uh, with fasting, time-restricted mm -hmm. or intermittent? I would start with the time-restricted eating. It's the easiest to do, and most people go, oh, I just make this little change to my schedule, and I'm already time-restricted eating. Yeah. 16 hours is the, sort of the, the benchmark start point. 16, 16, eight. 16, eight. Okay. Eight hours eating, 16 hours. No, I, I highly advocate building in your sleep period into that. Yes. It's so much easier. All the work's, half the work's done. If you're like, well, I want to go into autophagy. I want to play with autophagy. Um, you could schedule, it's best to schedule it. So you can sort of mentally prepare for it and make the necessary I don't know, preparations in your schedule for a 24 hour 24 hours is a good amount of time. Some people think you can get into autophagy in 18 hours. Depend if you're highly athletic and you're really already burning a lot of calories, maybe. But generally, I, I think the, the benchmark is 24 to 48 hours. So okay. you want to take advantage of that? Schedule a month out. I would say at the end of this month, I'm going to pick a day where I'm not exercising just, just so you don't get that much hungrier, maybe the first time. Um, and plan it let some people know what you're doing mm -hmm. family members especially so if you something weird happens with your blood sugar you know you want people to be aware sure so plan it out um 
and give it a go. 24 hours isn't going to hurt anybody. You're going to feel hungry. Interesting. I promise you, though, after you cross a certain threshold, the ghrelin hormone in your stomach that's going blah, 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 telling you you're starving will give up, and it'll stop, and then you won't. You won't be miserably hungry. You just got to cross that threshold. That's fascinating. So. Well, um, Lucas, is there anything else we need to go over before we end this episode of uh, uh, Dive Into Diet? I don't believe so. Right. Hopefully we've covered all the non-eating. <laughs> no eating. Guys, this has been Dive Into Diet with Lucas Schmidt. I'm your host, Ben Rogers. Lucas, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Guys, as always, we'll see y'all next time. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.